previously already had this podcast. I'm your host, the Susan Anime O'Hagan, or you could call me Anime. I really don't care. And I'm going to tell you some of the things we have talked about on this podcast. So let's check it out and see all the interesting things we've talked about. I talk about movies, TV shows, books, games, Game Informer, Pinocchio, Warriors of Legend, Unauthorized Book, Nine, Firestarter, A Soft Guide to Taking It Easy, Vampire Kisses Books, Lucia Ball, The Wizard of Oz, Siege B, The Great Battles in History, some of these are older, Zombies 3, Witches, Diana, Her Life and Legacy, Pirates, Zombies, Titanic, Tuesday, Norway, One on One, Mysterious Places, Movies, Buzz Lightyear, Melissa and Joey, Avatar The Last Airbender, The Promise, Memorial Day, Senior Year, Godzilla, Funny, Mashup, Ripley's Believe It or Not, For the Love of a Child, Anastasia, Asia and More, Mary Vincent, The J-Team, Shirley Jackson, Family Trees, Greek Mythology and Lesson, Electric Chair, The Brady Kids, The Brady Bunch, The Brady Brunch Goes to Hawaii, The Dark Side of the Brady Bunch, Growing Up Brady, The Lottery, Turner and Hooch, Night Squad, Hillsong, Almost Christmas Movie, We Have Always Lived in the Castle book, love that book, The Other Kingdom, The Warren Files, A Witch's Ball, Evil Thing, A Tell of That Deville Woman, Too Hot Take Show Review, Turning Red, Team Titans Raven, Unsolved Mysteries, Charmed, Buzzfeed Unsolved, Kids Nation, Black Widow, Fired Up, The Movie, The Good Place, St. Patrick, Chicago Tyranal Murders, Awkward, Ukraine, Ghost Whispered, The Bride He Bought Online, Archie and Katie Keene, Archie's Weird Mystery, Seven Heaven. Charlie's Sturkenweather, Mummy is a Murder Chill, Abandoned Empress, Hot and Cleveland, Scorpion TV Series, Breakfast at Tiffany's, Different Strokes, Return to Amish and Escaping Polygamy, and we have so much more. I will be talking about movies. TV shows, books, games, let me see if I can find this, and movies, TV shows, books, games, online games. I guess that is all of them. I hope you all enjoyed, and hopefully y'all 
have a great and wonderful experience. And these will be uploaded Monday through Thursday. Welcome back. I am your host, The Anime. Today we're going to talk about a little princess book. Oh, excuse me. A Little Princess is a children's novel by Frances Hodgson Burnett. First published as a book in 1905. It is an expanded version of the short story Sarah Crew or What Happened at Miss Minchin's which was serialized in St. Neutral Magazine for December 1887 and published in book form in 1888. According to Burnett, after she composed the 1902 A Little Unfairy Princess based on that story, her publishers asked that she expand the story as a novel with the things and people that had been left out before. The novel was published by Charles Urban Sons with illustrations by Ethel Frankel Betts. And the full title, A Little Princess, began the whole story of Sarah Crew now being told for the first time. She slowly advanced into the polar clutching her doll Illustration from Sailor Crew or What Happened at Miss Mitchin's 1888. Captain Ralph Crew, a wealthy English widower, has been raising his only child, Sarah, in India, where he is stationed with the British Army. Because the India climate is considered too harsh for their children, British families leaving their traditional send their children to boarding school. Back home in England, the captain enrolls his seven-year-old daughter at Miss Minchin's boarding school for girls in London and dotes on his daughter as so much that he orders a, and pays the headmistress for special treatment, um, especially luxuries for Sarah, such as a private room for her with a personal maid and a separate sitting room. 
Along with Sarah's own private carriage and a pony, Miss Minchin openly fawns over Sarah for her money, but is secretly bitter towards her for her wealth. In spite of said wealth, Sarah is not self-centered, rude, or snobbish, but kind, generous, and compassionate. She extends her friendship to E-R-E, nope, E-R-N-E-N-G-A-R, St. John, the school's dunce, to Ludie, a four-year-old pupil given to tantrums, and Becky, the low student scholarly maid. When Sarah acquires the empathetic princess, she is embraces it favorably elements in her natural kind-heartedness. After some time, Sarah's 11th birthday is celebrated at Miss Minchin's with a lavish party attended by all her friends and classmates. Just as it ends, Miss Minchin Miss learns of Captain Crewe's unfortunate dismise due to jungle fever. Furthermore, prior to his death, the previous wealth the captain had lost his entire fortune. A close friend from his schoolboy days had persuaded him to cash in his investment and deposit the proceeds to develop a network of diamond mines. The scheme fails and the preteen Sarah is left an orphan and a pauper with no family, other family, and nowhere to go. Miss Mitch is left with a seizable unpaid bill for Sarah's school fees and luxuries, including her birthday party. Infuriated and pitiless, she takes away all of Sarah's possessions except for some small frocks and her old doll, Emily. Makes her live in a cold and poorly furnished attic and forces her to earn her keep by working as a servant. She also forces Sarah to wear frocks much too short for her, and with her thin legs peeking out of the brief skirt, for the next two years Sarah is abused by Miss Mitchin and other servants except for Becky. Miss Mitchin's kinder, kind young sister Amelia Amelia deplores the way that Sarah is treated, but is too weak-willed to speak up about it. Sarah is starved, worked for long hours, sent out in all kinds of weather, poorly dressed in outgrown and worn-out clothes, and deprived of warmth or a comfortable bed in the attic. Despite her hardship, Sarah is consoled by her friends and uses her imagination to cope. Pretending she is a prisoner in the basilo or princess disguised as a servant, Sarah also continues to be kind to everyone, including those who find her annoying or mistreat her. One day she finds a coin in the street and uses it to buy buns at a bakery. Despite being very hungry, she gives most of the buns away to a baker girl who is hungrier than her. And I lost my place. The bakery shop owner sees this and wants to reward Sarah, but she has disappeared, so the shop owner instead gives the baker girl bread and warm shelter for Sarah's sake. He 
He was waiting for his master to come out to the carriage, and Sarah stopped and spoke a few words to him. Illustrated from Sailor Crew, or what happened at Miss Minchin's. Meanwhile, Mr. Crossford and his Indian assistant, R.D., same name every time, have moved into the house next door to Miss Minchin's school. Carisford had been Captain Crew's friend and partner in the Diamond Mines. After the Diamond Mines venture failed, both Crew and Crossford became very ill, and Casford, in his deplorable abandonment, his good childhood friend Crew, who died of his brain fever. As it turned out, the Diamond Mine did not fail, but instead were a great success, making Cosford extremely loves. Although Cosford survived, he suffers from several minutes and is guilt-ridden over abandoning his friend. He is determined to find Cruz's young daughter and heirs. Although he does not know where she is and thinks she is attending school in France, as her late mother was a French woman, R.D. befriends Sarah with his pet monkey escapes into Sarah's adjoining attic. After climbing over the roof to Sarah's room to make get the monkey, Artie tells Crawford about Sarah's poor living condition as a pleasant distraction. C and Dr. buy warm blankets, comfortable furniture, food, and other gifts, and secretly leave them in Sarah's room when she is asleep or out. Sarah's spirit and health improve due to the gifts she receives from her mysterious benefactor whose identity she does not know, nor are D.M. and Crawford aware that Sarah is Crew's lost daughter. When C. anonymously sends Sarah a package of new, well-made, and expensive clothing and her proper size, Mitch Mission becomes quite alarmed, thinking Sarah might have a wealthy relative secretly looking out for her, and begins to treat Sarah better, and allows her to attend classes rather than doing manual work. One night, the monkey again runs away to Sarah's room, and Sarah visits C.E.'s F's house the next morning to return him. When Sarah casually mentioned that she was born in India, C.F. and his scholar question her and discover that she is Captain Crew's daughter, from whom they have been searching for two years. Sarah also learns that Sia was her father's childhood friend and her own anonymous benefactor and that the diamond mines have produced great riches of which she will now own her late father's share. When Miss Minchin angrily appears to collect Sarah, she is informed that Sarah will be living with Sia from now on and her entire fortune has been restored and increased tenfold. Upon finding this out, Miss Mitchin unsuccessfully tries to pursue Sarah into returning to her school as a star pupil. She then threatens to keep Sarah from ever seeing her school friends again, but Sia and a scholar tell Miss Mitchin that Sarah will see anyone she wishes to see, and their friend's parents are not likely to refuse invitations from an heiress of a diamond mine. Miss Mention goes home, where she is surprised. When Amelia finally stands up to her, Amelia has a nervous breakdown afterward, but she is on the road 
to gaining more respect, Sarah invites Becky to live with her and be her personal maid in much better living condition than at Miss Mitchin. CF becomes a friend and father figure to Sarah and quickly regains herself. Finally, Sarah, accompanied by Becky, pays a visit to the baker where she brought the buns, making a deal with the owner to cover the bills for bread for any hungry child. They find that the beggar girl, now named Anne, who has saved from servitude by Sarah's selfless act, is now the baker's own assistant with good food, clothing, shelter, and a steady employment. And that is the book, ladies and gentlemen. I find that chilling. Like, this book just gives me all the chills and all the, like, that's just a lot. Like, that is just so much in one book. I mean, she's rich, she's poor, she's rich again, her father dies, she goes off and lives with another person, she was abused, like, she went through a lot and learned a lot, and she was amazing throughout the whole book. I would go read the book, watch the movies, it is fantastic. It will give you everything you need, a life lesson, it will give you chills, thrills, cries, all of it in like one setting. Okay, hope y'all have a great and wonderful day, bye for now. princess TV movie okay this is the TV movie from I want to say a different it, it, let's just get into it Sarah crew pampered life as the daughter of a well-to-be British army captain suddenly van vanishes after her father dies and Sarah becomes enrolled at a boarding school in London, without any family to turn to, Sarah must endure cruelty and hardship as an overworked maidservant as she strives to find a strong part of herself. As soon on PBS Wonderworks, starring Muralyn Limpa Marie, okay. Winner Parents' Choice Award and BAFTA Award for Best Children's Program 
Amelia Shankly shines as Sarah Crew in this faithful adaptation of the beloved children's novel. Produced for London's weekend television, this mini-series fully captures the spirit of the original novel and brings all of its extraordinary characters to life. Sarah Crew has always been the pampered darling of her doting father, a British Indian Army captain and the exclusive boarding school she attended. But when her father dies and her fortune is lost, Sarah becomes a victim of hardship and cruelty. Through friendship, imagination, and her own result, nature, the little princess finds her way back to happiness. Notes, my favorite, it was England she went to. She got a doll she picked out named Emily. She also had her father did not make it, but a guy her father went into business with took her in and found the diamond. She is richer than she was. That's all I could find on it. It was really hard. I gotta tell you, there was not much on this whatsoever. Zip. Zilch. And it was one of the better ones. And the ending was like the book. Yes, the father dies in this version, and luckily she is taken in by a next-door neighbor who's actually looking for her because her father went into a business that he thought would be good, but then he lost all this money, and then he regained it, and then it became richer. And Miss Mitchin was way meaner in this one than any other one. She was nasty. And you do feel bad for the sister. The maid, the cook, is evil. Like, so evil. Mean and harsh to all the other um, maids and servants. They don't even feed them. And if they drop one thing from the market or forget something, they don't get fed for the whole day. Mostly what they eat, I think, is bread and soup, if they're lucky. There was a scene, a couple of them. But one was everyone except for Sarah got a present, a present on Christmas. Luckily, one of her friends gave her a book, which she wanted, which was Alice Through the Looking Glass. Then there was a scene where a little boy thought she was a beggar girl and gave her uh, money. And instead of using it, which she could have, to buy herself some food, which by the way, she really should have, she put it around her neck and wore it, reminding her there's still some good. Because there's a scene where she literally fell down into like a pile of, I want to say it was like rain, snow, dirt. And people just laughed. They didn't even help her. And then there's a scene where she found money or had money. I forget how it happened. And so she went to the bakery, asked her if it was hers. And she's like, well... If you found it, you can keep it. And so she bought bread with the money that was the ladies who owned the shop. Ironically, the lady still got it back. And instead of keeping all of the bread for herself, which she could have done because she was starving, like really starving, she hadn't like eaten much. Like at that point, I don't think she even had bread. She decided to give some, and the lady knew she was going to give her some, so she gave her some extra. She decided to give this poor girl who was in the streets, who she considered a little, 
uh, poorer than her and she's like, when was the last time you eat? And then she's like, I can't remember. She gave her a piece of, she gave her some bread and she took some bread and the lady at the bakery kind of watched and she kind of eventually at the very end you got to see what happened to that little girl where Sarah decided to uh, make a payment plan for any kids who are in need of food doesn't need to pay she can pay for them and help them out and it turned out the little girl oh I'm gonna start crying was starting to work there and they gave her a name because she couldn't remember her name because at this point I guess like this girl didn't have a home Becky the other servant in this one became her lady's maid and that was kind of a huge deal back then because like it gave her a good job, a good place to be, a nicer person. She didn't like get adopted into the family, but she did like get her job and kind of adopt into the family. It's a whole thing. I really love this version. It makes you cry. It makes you happy. It makes you sad. The way that Sarah's like, she seems richer in this one. Like they got all the expensive stuff and made it so it was like richer and cooler and it was just awesome and I was just so excited to see it and I have to admit that's one of my favorite versions okay so yes I would say watch all of them compare them see which one you like I originally grew up with the one that we talked about a few days ago but then when I found this one this one became my favorite because it was more based on the book and it had more of like parts of India what her like life was beforehand it gave you more detail into it she even was like not so snobby she's smart she spoke French she spoke a different language she could read and write and she eventually like if she be still was poor they would have turned her into like a teacher and I could have seen her if they didn't turn her into a servant, she would have made a great teacher. Like, now that she's rich, she could do whatever she wants and maybe she should go and teach it. Like, if they decide to continue with her as an adult, that's what they should do. But it's really good. I would suggest if you can find it, go find them. But they're, like, the, there's a reason there's so many versions of it. It makes you think a lot. Okay, I hope you all have a great and wonderful day. Bye for now.
flash buffer. And what I mean by we'll be right back was, well, you'll see. The Little Princess. In a 1939 American drama film directed by Walter Lang, the screenplay by Ethel Hill and Walter Ferris is based on a novel, A Little Princess. The film was the first Shirley Temple movie to be filmed completely in technicolor. It was also her last major source as a child star at the 20th Century Fox and remains one of the, her most well-known films. At the start of the film, Captain Crew arrives at Miss Minchin's School for Girls. After initial reluctance, Miss Minchin admits his daughter Sarah to the school. When the other girls see her, she is declared a princess to the annoyance of Lavinia, the eldest and prior to Sarah's arrival, most valued pupil. Although scared for her father, Sarah is distracted by her writing lessons where we get our first hint of Miss Midget's true colors when she learns she is hostline to the writing master being in love with one of the teachers, Miss Rose, whom she raises from a fumbling. Sarah helps them set up a meeting before he goes to the front, promising to help find her father. We also learn his grandfather is a lord who disowned him the day he was born. Sarah hears news that, oh boy, M-A-F-A-K-I-N-G is free and expecting her father will soon come home. Assuming this is the case, Miss Mission throws Sarah a lavish birthday party where her brother tells her Sarah he is a former theater actor as Captain Crew suspected when he first met them. Captain Crew's solicitor arrives with the sad news that Captain Crew's main have been taken by the enemy and he consequently died bankrupt. Miss Mitchin is pursued to expel Sarah, though it will reflect badly on her school and instead stops the party abruptly and makes her a school servant. The other servant expects Sarah's friends, Becky, treat her badly, perhaps resentful of her formal privilege. While sad and isolated, Miss Mitchin intercepts correspondence to Miss Rose and has her fire. Then her brother leaves in a fit of rage. However, Sarah gains new Gallants and friendship with Ray Dom, Ray A M D A S S, who lives opposite her attic room. In her new role, Sarah gets hungrier and more tired from her audacious duties and sneaks off to the veterans' hospital, convinced her father is not dead. After a string of episodes, including a reprise of the film's most well-known song, Knock Them Up the Old Kent Road. Sarah is at her wit's end. One night she dreams of a land where she is queen and is called to judge a case of an alleged stolen kiss. She 
wakes feeling warm and realizes new blankets have appeared in her room. Although the audience knows it's a gift from R.D. and his employer, Sarah has no way to explain it. However, she's more cheerful and therefore endures Lavinia's taunting. In the end, however, she loses her temper and throws Coral, Cole, Coral over her. Miss Minchin arrives in the attic to punish an and discovering the valuable items in the room. Locks her in the attic and calls the police. Sarah escapes and runs to the hospital with Mitch Minchin in hot pursuit. Meanwhile, a man appears in the hospital. Metering the word Sarah, Sarah, the doctor's not realizing he is in fact Captain Crew. After initial refusal, Sarah gains permission from the queen to search the hospital. When she finds him, he at first does not remember her. Meanwhile, Miss Witcher arrives at the hospital and is appalled that her brother thinks Sarah is innocent. A staff member announces Sarah has found her father. Miss Mitchin exclaims, Captain Cruz alive? And is met by her brother's retort, well, of course, how could she find him if he wasn't? The film ends with Sarah helping her father stand for the national anthem, Shirley Temple, lot more music, dancing, this one has a horse. So in this version of A Little Princess, I did not decide to go to Rotten Tomatoes at this point. I think this was before I decided to do that. There is dance numbers, a tag dance number, a horse. Um, I got a little annoyed that like, hey, you know, you're two adults. Uh, but I guess they didn't witness poor Sarah. And I guess they tried to find her, but Miss Mitchell wouldn't let them because they were going to try to take Sarah and it didn't work. It had a lot more musical numbers. It was a lot more different with some of the scenes from the uh, book. It was good. It was definitely a good movie. It's just not exactly a little princess that... I know. And I've seen a bunch. This is a much different version. Let's see if we have an ad break for today. Our sponsor. Ad break. Ad break. Ad break. Ad break. Sponsor. 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 And before we go to ad breaks or sponsors, let's get a little bit of a
and welcome back. I am your host, Anna May. And we, as starting last week, will be doing a cast every other week. And my adult Spotify will be Monday through Thursday at my Spotify slash anchor will be for kids Friday through maybe Sunday. I do Friday, skip a day, but we'll see. So I have started doing that. Reason being, it's a little easier and might give me time to uh, get some of the stories and different things ready. Should really take a week off at some point. So today we for movie Monday 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 are gonna be talking about a little princess. Comparison, cause there is a lot to unpack here. A Little Princess, 1995 drama family, one hour, 37 minutes set. During World War I, it focuses on a young girl who is regretted, re, relented to a life of sor servitude in a New York City boarding school by the headmistress after receiving news that her father was killed in combat loosely based on the 1905 novel A Little Princess by Frances Hugeson Burnett. This adaptation was heavily influenced by 1939 cinematic version and takes creative liberties with the original story. Although not a box office success, the film was critically acclaimed and given various awards, such as two Oscar nominations for its signature achievement in KIHI art direction and cinematography, among other aspects of its production. Sarah Crew is the sweet daughter of Captain Richard Crew, a wealthy, honest, as a-R-I-S-T-O-C-R-A-T, living in India. Sarah's mother died when she was very young. Oh, okay. Sarah's mother died along with her baby sister when she was very young. And she has to leave her beloved childhood home and friends when her father volunteers to fight for the British Army as an officer in World War One. Richard puts Sarah in an all-girls burning school in New York City and insists the argument and central headmistress, Miss Maria Minchin, oh gosh, Miss Minchin is my least favorite character, to spare no expense, making sure Star will be comfortable while he is away. He has reserved her the school's largest week and gives Sarah a special locket of her mother's picture and her French doll named Emily, telling her that if she wants to talk to him, just speak to Emily and he will hear it too. Though she finds the strict rules and Miss Minchin's harsh attitude stiffing, Sarah becomes popular among the girls, including the scholarly maid, scholarly maid 
Becky for her kindness and powerful sense of imagination. Due to a body being misidentified, Richard is wrongly pronounced dead when he is actually seriously injured and asthmatic, uh, asthmesia. While the British government takes his company and assets, putting Richard and Sarah in debt. When Miss Minchin hears the news, she is in the middle of throwing a lavish birthday party for Sarah, hoping to extort more money for her father from her father. What is going on? Hang on. It wasn't showing me the right time. Okay. Miss Minchin is furious, and Sarah is now penniless and has no relatives. Miss Minchin decides to move her to the attic with Becky to work as a servant where she will report to the cook, Mabel. At 5 a.m., Miss Minchin also confiscates all of Sarah's personal belongings, including her locket, as compensation for financial losses, leaving her with only Emily and a book. Meanwhile, the elder neighbor Charles Raphael has received word that his son John, who is also fighting in Europe, is missing in action. He is asked to identify a soldier suffering from amnesia, but he is discovered, discouraged to discover it is not his John. His wise Indian assistant, Ray Doss, encourages him to take in the man away reminding him that he may know what happened to his son. Though her life is bleak, Sarah remains kind to others and continues to hold on to her belief that all girls are princesses. Sarah and Becky later play a chimney prank on Miss Mincha after she Reprimands a young chimney sweep boy. Sarah even shows sympathy towards Miss Minchin's sister, Amelia. Ram Doss, who lives in the attic of the Ronaldo house, is brought to notice Sarah and Becky by the household's monkey and hears Sarah telling imaginary stories to Becky. He mentioned the girl to his employer, saying he would like to make some of their imaginations come true. When the girl later sneak up to visit Sarah and call by Miss Minchin, Sarah protects her friends by saying she invites them. As punishment, Miss Minchin locks Becky in her room and assigns Sarah to perform both Becky and her own chores for the next day without anything to eat for both of them. She even taunts Sarah over believing she is still a princess. Sarah, having had enough of Miss Minch's cruelty, stands up to the latter, saying that all girls are princesses, despite how miserable their lives can be. Angered, Miss Minchin warns Sarah that she'll be thrown out on the street. She should be seen with the girls again to distract them from their hunger. Sarah and Becky imagine a huge banquet with themselves warmly and attractively dressed and a pleasant fire burning in the ground. The next day they wake to find the dream has come true, all having sickle been brought over by Ray Doss.
If I'm saying your name wrong, I'm so sorry. I'm bad at names. Later that night, Amelia sneaks out of the school and runs off with the milkman. Finally for her, I give you a round of applause. It took her for quite some time to do that. <laughs> when Miss Mitchin knows Sarah's lock is missing, having been stolen back by the other girls as a gift to Sarah, she goes to Sarah's room and confronts her after she discovers all the finery left by Ram Doss and increasingly irate Miss Mitchin accuses Sarah of stealing everything and summons the police. With Bucky's help, Sarah narrowly avoids arrest by perilously climbing over to the rough Randolph house. Having failed to catch Sarah, Miss Minchin insists the police arrest Bucky for interference with them. While hiding from the police, Sarah comes across the soldier and realizes he is her father. Richard, though sympathetic to Sarah, does not recognize her at all. As she tries to make him remember, Miss Mitchin and the police arrive with Ram Das and Mr. Ronaldo. Though Miss Mitchin clearly recognizes Richard, she lies that Sarah has no father and commands the police officer to seize her, choosing vengeance over the truth as the police are about to take Sarah away along with Becky, Richard suddenly regains his memory with the help from, I'm just going to call him R.D., and rescues his daughter. Miss Minchin angrily walks away in defeat in the rain. Sometime later, Richard has cleared things up with Miss Minchin, surprises, and the bank. The boarding school is given to Mr. Ronaldo, and his effort to make it a much happier place for the girls. The crew family's wealth is restored to them, Sarah Crew, and they adopt Becky. Rachel tells Mr. Raphael that John died in a gas attack, giving the men closure as repetition for her brief and cruelty to Sarah and Becky. Miss Mitchin loses her current title and high position and is reduced to a chimney sweep. And the boy she teased earlier became her boss. Okay. Now working for this chimney sleep boy she previously mistreated, who appears to be enjoying his revenge on mention. The film closes with Sarah and Becky waving farewell to their former classmates as the carriage departs from the school and family begins their return to India. Note, it was the first version I saw. It was beautiful. I love that the bad guy got what they deserved at the end of the movie. She goes to America. Is this movie? I'm sure making it as quiet as I can. Also, some details were see a part of a war scene. Most it makes sense. Sarah. Okay, and then we'll do the second part in just a sec. Sponsor, ad break, ad break, ad break, ad break, sponsor. 
sponsor, 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 sponsor. And before we go to ad breaks or sponsors, let's get a little bit of a... you could take mine into consideration and I really do enjoy doing this you guys are my fans and I love you and you guys are so wonderful social butterflies and you're so generally a great and wonderful butterfly gem I hope you all have a great and wonderful sloppy day and don't forget to check out my other stuff I do have a YouTube channel as well which is named Which is named, I just, the Susanna May O'Hagan Sweetie M Uniquely Sloths. And that will be a little bit of facts. Um, Sloths only go to the bathroom once a week on the ground. That is it. Just a fun fact, a little bit about sloths that I thought you might enjoy. Okay, over and out. Bye for now. Love my uniquely gem butterflies. Fly off and enjoy. Bye for now.